This is the Balancing Act by Security Compass, your guide to going fast while staying safe in today's digital world. On part seven of Leaders in Product Security, Rohit Sethi, CEO of Security Compass, is joined by Siddharma Thikavarapu. Siddharma is a seasoned security and technology executive who is passionate about software security and making security intrinsic to software and product development lifecycle. He has 20 plus years of proven leadership experience successfully leading technology and cybersecurity functions for Fortune 100 companies. He has built and executed mission critical programs, acted as a trusted advisor and mentor, and led strategic initiatives through the entire life cycle. Siddharma's unwavering focus on protecting and enabling the business has allowed him to be successful, leading and influencing high-value transformative efforts in the field of information technology, cybersecurity, and product security. Siddharma, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Rohit. Yeah, thanks for having me. So let's start with the foundations. Help us differentiate between product, application, and cloud security. Great, great question, Rahel. I think we can talk about this all day long, right? Uh, this, you know, de- definitely this seems like there's a lot of interest in this space of applications, products, and cloud. In my opinion, the basic foundations of security applies to all three of these domains, right? Be it application, product, or cloud. But where, where I understand and where I see the vast differences in here is the threat attack surface uh, as a common criteria, you know, which is vastly different between all these three. And the threat landscape and the threat vectors, because you have applications which are hosted on premise in the enterprise applications, you have products which are hosted in your customer premise environments or offered as SaaS offerings, and you have cloud which in itself is an entire beast of it, right? You have public cloud, you have hybrid cloud, you have private cloud, and depending on what cloud we are talking and what kind of workloads are running here and all of that, right? So definitely, you know, three different things, but when applying security of for applications or products or cloud, I personally think one must have a cognitive mindset right? Applying that, uh, understanding the risk factors, understanding the attack factors and the threat factors and all of that. So when I say cognitive mindset, you also must think like you're, you're a security architect, you're a security engineer, and you're a bad actor thinking of abuse cases, how you're going to get attacked and the various threats in the ecosystem around this. So it is, it is an important space, but it it varies exactly how we look at things and how we assess security and how we apply security controls uh, to this. Industry bodies have come up with a standardized way of looking at things, take OS very focused on uh, application side, and you have cloud CSI, cloud security alliance who came up with the cloud control metrics. And there's a combination of these both, you take it and apply in a hybrid mechanism for products, right? so interesting space, not, so if you apply controls for app application does not mean they apply for products because when you deploy a product in a customer premise, which I know you guys do this quite often with your own product, you have various versions that your 
customers use, right? How do you apply security for multiple versions that you maintain? Or if you have a SaaS offering, which is completely different because now you're talking about multi-tenancy or you have a customer asked that I want a single tenant of my own, how do you apply security in those scenarios? So I think applying that cognitive mindset, understanding the customer aspect of it, understanding the enterprise aspect is very important when we apply security. And this, I, I don't think there is a list of things that you could say, go apply this and it works for all. Right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. You know, and, and so one of the things you and I had talked about, um, which I think would be interesting is tell us about how product security mirrors a larger trend of just product thinking in general. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, let's, let's look ourselves in the mirror, right? What, what are we trying to do? Uh, personally, I think it's a mindset shift, uh, right? As we, as I just mentioned, you have to look at it from a different dimension when you're thinking about a product, right? Because you, you have a product. Or, so it, what I've seen is there's a huge shift happening across the industry, the technology teams becoming or becoming more product conscious. They are trying to become a product organization, calling everything to be a product and applying the product agile fundamentals to everything that they deploy. When, when we try to do that, I think what is important for us is also as a security organization, us getting into their minds and understanding the way that they operate and how product lifecycle works and how do we apply security into, in, in, in how organizations are building these products. Uh, I, I think that's very important for us. Yeah, those are very wise words. I think that if you start with the product mindset and what matters to the business, mm -hmm. we try to adapt instead of going the other way around and saying contort to what security needs, we have a much yeah. better chance of success. Yeah, and, and they, they focus more on agile, right? They're focused on, you know, I have a sprint backlog, I'm working on this, I'm going to deliver it, I'm going to focus on nightly release. When you talk about this, we cannot, we as a security organization cannot slow them down, right? How do we enable them, empower them to move fast? So applying that DevSecOps uh, principles is something that I think we must push for in every product organizations. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mark Andreessen famously told us that software is eating the world a decade ago. So in your view, how is software also changing our IT infrastructure? Oh, is it just IT infrastructure or everything, everything around us, right? Yeah. So I, I think software will continue to eat the world. I think no doubt. Let, let's look around us, right? Let's find one thing that, you know, anything that does not run with software these days, everything, including our cars run with software, our gadgets, our home automation and everything. And how I see that is software becoming an intrinsic part of infrastructure. I, I don't think we can separate them out anymore because they, they've been combined, they, any, anything. Look at, you know, let's take Tesla as an example, right? Um, you have a car which is being operated by software and it starts with software and shuts off the engine with software, which became intrinsic to everything. So it's very hard to differentiate. I think that is something that I find a little bit where as an industry, we are applying our conventional and traditional way of security. Uh, 
But whereas you look at the transformation that is happening across the industry, right? Uh, It is driven by software, you know, talk about software-defined network, software-defined perimeter, you know, everything is software-defined. And as we get into this world, it's hard to differentiate. And as you know, you know, serverless computing or containers is all ephemeral, right? You know, compute is lived for only a period of time and it diminishes and it, and it reinstates as the demand is required. So I, I think there's a lot that needs to be pushed in the industry to make people understand that software and infrastructure is being one piece together. They're not separated anymore. Yeah, that's an interesting concept. I think it's a lot to wrap our heads around, but it's definitely happening nonetheless. Yeah. How does the ubiquity of software change the way we should approach security? Yeah, it's tough, right? I personally think it requires a lot of cultural shift in the organizations because we use software everywhere and and it is becoming intrinsic to everything that we do in our daily lives. And and as we move into this, conventionally, we are we as in security organizations are driven by adopting the tools. You, you purchase a tool out from the marketplace and you use that tool, apply it. And I, I, I think that will continue to happen, but nonetheless, we need to build a workforce, upskill our workforce and security organizations now who has software engineering background, right? Who's, who ha- who's wired to do coding, you know, software development, automation, and building capabilities as security as code so that you ingrain with your product teams, your development teams, and your other, you know, other parts of the organization. So you are matching to the speed and scale how software is, you know, being applied across uh, within your organizations. Interesting. How does somebody make product security successful? How do you get engineering engaged? Yeah, don't be bottlenecks to them. <laughs> they will follow your lead, right? I, I've, I think I've personally, throughout my career, I, every security person, whom, whoever has been in their careers might have this challenge of uh, working with your development teams, engineering teams, product teams, and all of that. And, and most commonly what I have seen is security becoming a friction point. Right, just because for the reasons that either we we are we don't understand the technology what product teams use, or we apply our old style of traditional thinking of security. Don't just throw a control at, at a product team and say, you must meet this control. Understand, apply a balanced approach to the problem that we are trying to solve and and be realistic, right? No, there are lots of operational challenges that a, a product team has to go through if you're just putting a requirement at them, right? You cannot say, I want to run your certificates every hour, which, which does require a lot of infrastructure, a lot of ecosystem in order to do that happen, right? So understanding and playing that, applying that balanced approach in terms of security and the risk and the business capabilities and the features is very important in my opinion. Yeah, and, and, and 
I, I think it's also important that secure engineering teams understand the need of security being intrinsic to everything that they do, yeah. all right? At times we, we fail to convey the message why security is important because they are, they're, they're more focused on bringing the features and capabilities to their customers, which is their event more, you know, it's venue generation for them, right? At the same time, bringing, bringing these security features into the fold of product features and capabilities is more important. So yeah, it goes both ways. It is. And I, I find we're often left with the, the developer education challenge where it's not just developers. Lots of the world thinks in security in terms of transport layer encryption and mm-hmm. passwords and authentication. And if those things are being handled, well, then I don't have to care about security. So there's always this understanding of what is security and, and it's more than maybe people realize until they're educated about it. And, and now adding to that complexity, privacy kicks in, right? right? And, and we can all debate whether privacy is part of security or security is part of privacy. Regardless, at the end of the day, it's customer that matters and what customers feeling about your product is what it matters, right? Yeah. And how do we build all of this as one package and deliver it seamlessly to our customers is what I think we must all focus on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is the ideal background for somebody to succeed in product security? I wish I know this answer. <laughs> no, I, I don't think there are any silver, silver bullets. It's, it's your passion and aspirations, what you really want to be. Um, I personally never thought I would be a product security uh, leader. I started my career as a software developer and then an architect and then went into people management, led technology teams, and here I am, right? In my opinion, I, I, I think anybody who has aspirations and passion towards technology, right? So security comes second. First, you have to understand technology in order to apply security. So you understand the technology, the evolution of the technology and, and how the consumers are using technology because you, you have three aspects. There's the technology evolution, this business transformation, and there's the customer demand, right? I think one must understand and be able to connect the dots in order to understand this ecosystem, how it functions. And now when you apply security on top of it, that's where you're, you feel that, hey, I'm contributing back to something. I think that passion is what it drives somebody to be that person who they really want to be. So that leads them to be either a technologist or a security expert or a business transformation because it leads to many things. I think, yes, security is always sold as a very tough uh, domain and tough expertise. I think in my opinion, everything is tough. Being Driving to that passion that what you really care about is something I, I think I personally think. You know, for me, though I'm in security domain, I first prefer to be a technologist and then a security expert. Interesting. So. Yeah, that, uh, that makes sense. I think we've, I've personally seen that quite a bit. The people who are most successful have a passion for, for something uh, beyond just security, but that understanding security is a really critical part of it to, mm-hmm. to make it happen. 
how, I guess along those lines, how, how does security need to adapt its thinking? Yeah, it's, so get away from our old school, traditional conventional side of uh, security, right? Because we certainly need to adapt to the way how business is transforming, right? We cannot do the things how we've been doing because what we did yesterday is not relevant today. What we're doing today is not relevant for tomorrow. So I think personally uh, where I think and where how I see industry is going is this engineering mindset and product mindset, right? Because at least in this decade of transformation that we've all seen is driving a lot of engineering. Site reliability engineering was born to remove the friction between the DevOps and, and the ops and development and all of this. And likewise, these product teams, IT, IT departments are becoming more technology and product centric organizations. And likewise, the security need to change as business transforms and adapt to the changes where, where we are seeing uh, or the, the future is going, right? So in, in, in those lines, I would say applying that engineering and product mindset is something that we need to push in, in security organizations and step up and, and become more of, you can't just use tools anymore. You, you, you need to write software in order for you to be successful as a security organization. So it's, it's an extension of software engineering. That's how I see it. And that's how I see, because when you talk about DevSecOps and automation and AI and ML, I don't think we can go find a product in the market and take it and apply it in your organization, right? You need to build that capabilities, workforce, skill sets, and everything within the organization um, to deliver those capabilities. Right. Yep. Absolutely agreed. So maybe switching tracks a little bit here, how should different size organizations approach product security? Yeah, it's one of my favorite topic. <laughs> Do less uh, or do more with less, right? Regardless of the size of the organization. And like I said, how do we build a team who has the ability to build capabilities and deliver capabilities for scale and speed, right? Is, is important. I think a lot of times in my experience, what I've seen is we do repetitive stuff when we do security. If we are able to remove those repetitive steps in our day-to-day -day operations, and if we can codify those and buy that time back and do more productive things, obviously you can scale regardless of your organization being small, large, or medium, right? Because that's something I think throwing bodies at a problem will not solve the problem. It is how do you position yourself and how do we understand where we need to invest in people or where we need to invest in automating things to remove those repetitive stuff uh, is what I would, I, I, I would focus on, you know. I don't know if you have anything, I'm happy to uh, listen. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think... Um... 
one size fits all obviously doesn't work with every size of org. Yeah. Investing in automation, making sure that you're not doing the same things is is critical across the board. Yeah. And I think it's important to have those moonshot goals, regardless yeah. of the size of your organization, right? What you really want to be as a security organization yeah. and, and march towards that is, is important. Sometimes I, I've been in places where uh, I haven't seen that, right? What do you really want to be? You just go with the flow, right. take it day by day. And you know, it's everything is a firefighting mode. Everything is a fire trail. Um, th those are the things you must avoid, build some structure, have some moonshot goals and drive towards that uh, would rapidly change. And can your team, whether it's a small or large, it can scale to support. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. So what about different industries? How does, for example, a large technology company differ from telecom and product security needs? There is a difference. <laughs> you can't apply, like you said, no, no. No one size fits for all and no one size of security applies for all. Telecom has its own different way, different technologies and, and different regulations and uh, you know, different standard bodies that needs to be applied. Healthcare is the same, manufacturing is the same. I've worked in telecom, I've worked in energy sector, I've worked in healthcare um, and I'm working in, in a technology company, right? There, there is difference in approach, how they approach to security. There is different risk appetites for organizations, right? For healthcare, it's more stringent than telecom. For financials, it's more stringent than healthcare. Uh, for technologies, it's all about how do I give best value for the customer that is using my products, right? So it, it is definitely different. And I think understanding the techno the industry where we are in and in applying the right level of security applying the, a balanced approach of security if it's an auto industry you can't take a chance on an autonomous vehicle you're putting people at people's life at risk and same with healthcare right whereas telecommunications is a different aspect right yes the data is different there is there's a brand there's a brand impact and data loss and that's a whole different story that we're talking a financial risk was to say putting somebody's life at risk right so there's no one size that fits for all every industry needs a certain level of expertise uh, for those industries to implement the right level of security and meet the right level of regulations as well yeah, I think that's an important point. I think it's the risk appetite certainly changes by industry, but what drives the need for security changes also by industry. In some places, like in technology, as you mentioned, often customer driven, it's standing up against peers, that sort of thing. Whereas some of the examples you mentioned, financial services and healthcare, often it's primarily regulatory driven. There's there's specific auditors, for example, in financial services that will go really deep into your security practices. And so they send, they set a benchmark. Yep. Um, and, and then in other industries, we've talked to some folks in industrial control systems, for example, it's even a competitive dynamic where you need to get a certain accreditation or certification mm -hmm. around product security to be competitive with others. Uh, so it's yeah. interesting how that changes the dynamic, how much engineering really cares product management and, and technology leadership drives the security agenda versus say risk management yep. or, or regulatory compliance. 
Yeah, and, and, and the threat attack surface and threat actors completely are different. You have nation state actors coming in when you're talking about different industry segments, which is entirely a different topic of conversation. Yes. Right? It's more than just the security, implementation of security. Agreed. Right. Well, that's, it's been quite insightful, Sudharma. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience? I think we all know security is tough. It's not an easy job. It requires a, 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 a it is a stressful job. We, we all must agree. I think it is stressful even for software development teams or product teams. They have to bring everything on time, deliver on time, and there's a huge revenue that impacts when they don't do this stuff. But whereas security is really a cost center, right? No. It's not really much of revenue generation for any companies. But end of the day, it looks, though it's a cost center, what we don't see is how much of uh, cost reduction that we bring in uh, when we apply security right from the beginning. So there's, a, there's foundations of shift security left is, is why it is being pushed across the industries to reduce the cost of doing fixing things at the later stage right uh, I, I think every organization must strive to become more security organization must strive to become frictionless uh, bring security to the nearest left as possible uh, as we can implement the right controls and making security intrinsic to everything that we do right that's i think that, that is more important uh, now than never before uh, that is something we all must do. But last but not the least, then cultivate the culture of growth mindset because that's that's something that we need to push across the security industry. You know, we have to adapt to the change, change with the change, and, and be able to do more with less. Yeah. Absolutely. Great. Well, really appreciate it, Sadharma. That was very insightful. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Rohit. It's a pleasure to have being here with you today. Want to learn about what Security Compass has to offer? Check out securitycompass.com slash demo for a free demo today. Want more of the Balancing Act? Be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts for more episodes.